Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we proudly present our spectacular show of podcast magic and imagination full of Disney wonder, news, and pop culture. It's the Main Street Electrical Podcast with Jim Novotny and David Dollar. It's the Main Street Electrical Podcast. My name is Dave, and this is episode number 174 of the Main Street Electrical Podcast. And of course, uh, of course, you normally you would hear Jen kind of singing along back there, but uh, she is not on the show today. Why? Because she is in Paris, France, I believe. You know, actually, I'm not exactly sure what her travel schedule looks like at this very moment. Uh, funny enough, I've talked to her probably a dozen times in the last several days, and yet, I still don't know exactly what her travel schedule is. She and her wonderful husband, Brady, who just had a birthday, by the way. Happy birthday, Brady. And, of course, a friend of the show and you know, travel agent extraordinaire, Kyla, Kyla, Kyla. Also, with her husband, Frank, they are actually traveling in London and Paris. And they're going to be on the show and very soon talking all about that sometime in the next week or two. Now, of course, I just got back from a princess cruise up in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, a cruise that kind of happened... Sort of kind of last minute. I didn't even talk about it that much until a week or two before I went, only because I still wasn't sure if I was going to go. There's a whole story behind that. Uh, but my wife and I, my beautiful wife Steph and I, uh, on her birthday, by the way, left here, spent the night up in Vancouver, boarded a ship on the next day, uh, went out for several days, actually a seven-day trip, uh, spent a day in Ketchikan, Alaska, in Astoria, Oregon, uh, Seattle, Washington, and, of course, Victoria, British Columbia, a beautiful, all beautiful sites, beautiful places, uh, surprisingly enough Astoria, Oregon was my favorite of those four. It was great to be in Alaska. It was cool to be in Alaska. We were in Alaska, right? Cool. Literally, I had to wear long sleeves and pants, which is something I normally don't do. I'm usually a shorts kind of guy, but um, yeah, it was it was wonderful, um, but Astoria was great, and I'll get to all that uh, sometime in the next week or two. Maybe we'll do a dual episode where I talk about Princess uh, the Cruise and, of course, of the Pacific Northwest, and maybe they talk about London and Paris, or we do two episodes. I don't know. We'll get to it, but how did I Disney this week? Of course, that was a Princess Cruise Line cruise, so I can't say I Disneyed there, even though I did uh, wear my Main Street Mouse a figment jersey uh, in the streets of Ketchikan, Alaska. I had a jacket on, so you couldn't see a lot of it because it was cold. But I did re- I did represent my figment jersey, and I wore my Epcot jacket uh, during the week, and so people did comment on that here and there. But, uh, but that's I, I Disneyed a little bit there, but... Just released yesterday, uh, on Tuesday, October the 10th, is a book called MCU, The Reign of Marvel Studios. It's by author and columnist Joanna Robinson, Dave Gonzalez, and Gavin Edwards. They three have gotten together to basically make a historical document uh, of – of the MCU, of the beginnings of the MCU, all the way at the very, very beginning from Hulk, probably even before that, all the way down to the end of uh, Ant-Man and Quantumanium, kind of how it, the whole MCU rose to the occasion. Uh, the Avengers Endgame, the biggest movie moment, at least in the last, I don't know, many, 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 many years. I'm excited about this book. I haven't read it yet because the book is 500 and something pages, and I do listen with my, I read with my ears, not my eyes. So I have the audiobook, and I'm very excited about jumping into this. I'm finishing a book now, and as soon as I finish the book I'm on, I will jump into this. Of course, honestly, I've also got a copy of uh, Killers of the Flower Moon with Leonardo DiCaprio. I've, I've got the book, not written by Leo. He's in the movie. 
the movie's upcoming, so I may actually try to knock that out first. It's only like a 10-hour book only. Uh, of course, I, I listen to audiobooks at about 1.8 speed, so I zip through them pretty fast. Same thing with podcasts as well, which is why I try to be mindful of talking a little slower on the podcast when I can, because those of you listening at 1.8, 1.5 speed with my already fast-talking verbiage, I'm sure you're like, oh my gosh, slow down. I can't understand a thing you're saying. I get a lot of that too. So let's talk a little Disney news. That's what today's episode is going to be about. We're going to talk a little bit of Disney news, kind of jump into some highlights and some topics here. Uh, you know, and not much. Uh, well, it'll be, a, it'll be a short show because it is just me. And looking at the time, I've got to get my kid off the bus in about 30 minutes. So we'll see if we can knock this out. It's all the news that's fit to print with David Ola and Jen Vatney. Yeah! News! So the big news that was released just today, I woke up to this morning, I saw the, the, the text and the tweets and the X's and whatever you want to call it, but the big news, of course, today is if you have a park hopper, starting January the 9th, you no longer have to wait until, until 2 o'clock in the afternoon to hop parks. Now, this has been a big point of contention with Disney fans because we've previously seen that January 9th is the date the Disney dining plan returns. So all packages beginning on that date and beyond have the option of adding the Disney dining plan, either a quick service plan or a regular dining plan. Um, also, January the 9th, we know that no longer will you have to make park pass reservations. Now, if you're going on the 8th, you have to have a park pass reservation. On the 9th, you don't, which is really exciting. I've got some clients actually going down there and straddling that week. They'll be there some days uh, like before the 8th. They, they're ending their trip on like the 11th or 12th. And so really, they only have to have park passes for like certain days of their trip, which is really exciting. Well, of course, we know January 9th is kind of the center date for that. Well, now we know that starting on January the 9th, park hoppers, your park hopper ticket, 2 p.m., no longer valid. It doesn't matter anymore. And this has been a big thing for a long time because we see the other changes being made, the park pass reservations, and we're like, why do we have to uh, why do we have to to wait until 2 p.m. to park hop? And we don't, which is really excited. I'm 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 probably I'm super stoked with this. I I could handle I don't like the park pass res reservations. I could handle it. It's an extra task to do. But once I'm there, I like the freedom of being able to move from park to park. And there is something to be said for that. And a lot of families do ask me, do we need a park hopper? And I'll touch on that real quickly. Uh, and Jen is going to have probably some of the same thoughts. She might have more to add to it, but she and I have talked about it. And, and I think we both kind of agree that park hoppers are great to have because it gives you the freedom to jump from park to park at any time you want, especially for longer trips or even short. Let's just say shorter trips. We'll start shorter trips first. Let's just say you only have two days in the parks. Um, you can hit all four parks in two days. I'm not saying you can do everything. You can't, but you can try to do a lot of the big stuff in two days by doing four parks. Uh, you know, first day you do Magic Kingdom uh, in the morning and maybe finish your night up at Hollywood Studios. And the next day, maybe you start at Animal Kingdom and finish your night at Epcot, all four parks in two days. You could do all four parks in one day. Honestly, uh, okay, so hot take, confession. I, this is gonna, I'm, I'm gonna get some calls on this. Four parks in one day challenge. I love it. I love that people do it. I think it's great. It's not that hard to do. It's just, it's not hard. These parks aren't 50 miles apart. You're not flying from Disney World to Disneyland, which, by the way, would be hard, and I would love to try that. Um, but you're not trying, you're not doing that. You're just going from park to park. Uh, so the 2 p.m. rule dro being dropped makes it even easier, although it wasn't hard to do, you know, leaving your first park at 2 p.m. Just saying. I, I love that people do it. I I've done it many, many, many times. I encourage you to do it. And if you're a first-time Disney goer, it's a big deal, right? I'm just saying it's not 
you're not reinventing the wheel there. Just hot take. Don't yell at me. It's all right. It's all right. So short trips, again, I think Park Hopper is great. Longer trips, I think Park Hopper is also great, too, because once you're done, once you've done two days in Hollywood Studios, let's just say that you, you, you want to knock out two full days of Hollywood Studios to make sure that you get plenty of time to do Rock and Roller Coaster, Tower of Terror, Rise of the Resistance, Mickey, Minnie, Runaway Railway, Toy Story Land, all of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, and all the other stuff in between, see the shows and everything. It might take you two days, especially if you choose to not purchase Genie Plus. That's another topic. Uh, on that second day, by midday, you might be done. What do we do? I don't know. Do we go to Disney Springs? Do we get back to the resort? No. We have a park hopper. Let's go over to the Magic Kingdom and catch the fireworks. Or... Do the fireworks the first night of Magic Kingdom, which I kind of recommend doing. That way you have a fail-safe in case something happens and somebody gets sick or you have to leave early or the fireworks get canceled for some crazy reason. You know, you have another night to do it. But now you can go do it or go do some other stuff. Or let's just say Epcot. You didn't get Epcot's a big park, and it actually is an all-day park. Uh, it can't be an all-day park with all the things you do because it's so big to walk through. And let's just say that, you know what? You're done with Animal Kingdom. What do we do? I don't know. Guess what? I got a park hopper. Let's zip over to Epcot. We'll catch food and wine or flower and garden or holiday festival. Whatever it is you're going for, we'll catch some of that. And then we'll go and, and do some other things while we're at Epcot. Or you know what? Let's go have dinner at Epcot. And then we're going to zip back over to the Magic Kingdom to do Big Thunder. Whatever. It gives you that freedom. Now, are there times when you don't need a park hopper? There are times. First time family goers, uh, first time trips especially, especially trips with small children. Consider the park hopper. Uh, it's it's great to have, but also let's just say you've got like three small kids, you know, two and four and seven. They're all small children. You don't know that you're going to park hop that much. You may change park change parks once in the entire week. Plus, with changing parks, if you drive, you got to get back to your car with your three kids, take all the strollers up, put everything back in place. If you're taking the bus or other transportation, you got to do something with the stroller itself. If you rented the stroller from the parks themselves, you leave the stroller there. Well, now you got three kids to either carry, keep up with as you're getting to the bus, and then you're going over to another park to go through security to pick up another stroller and. It's it can be a lot of work. I'm not saying don't do it. There are families that do it just fine. Our family always park hopped. But there are some instances when maybe you're thinking, you know what? Maybe park hopper is not a great idea for us. Maybe we don't need to park hop this time. We'll park hop next time. Understand, though, that you can't add a park hopper for one day. I get this question a lot. You cannot add a park hopper for one day. It is really a all or nothing. So, And there are different prices for park hoppers. If you do it for one day versus, I think, three days versus five days, it goes up incrementally. A one-day park hopper is going to be not as expensive as, say, a nine-day park hopper. Um, but it's not that much more, so it's not like we're talking 50 bucks to 300 or something. You know, it's it's a little different there. Uh, so, so there is some of that. So things to consider when you're doing park hopper. But all that is to say, park hopper, 2 p.m., who cares? No more. You can do what you want to do, which I'm very excited about. And what that means is a good friend of mine, my friend Joey and I, who have done what we call the Parkeology Challenge, parkeology.com, great website. Uh, they do a challenge where they you basically run um, and you can run and do every ride in one day. Uh, that's that's the challenge. You try to knock out every ride in one day. We did it at Disneyland. We came two rides short. That was the Nemo ride and the Peter Pan ride, which by the way, let me let me let me sidebar. I'm I'm on the show here by myself. Let me tell you this little story. So we did the Disneyland Parkeology Challenge in the spring of 2019. 
Joey and I were going crazy. Made one mistake, middle of the afternoon. We were very close to Winnie the Pooh. Um, this is the time they had some of it blocked off because they weren't. They were still doing some fixings and some stuff over in that area. And so instead of riding Winnie the Pooh, we dashed over to Space Mountain uh, to go ahead and do that because we had heard that the single rider line was up. It wasn't up. We ended up riding it anyway, costing us some time. We were going to pay for this later because as we got back to the park, um, finished up over in California Adventure, zapped back over to Magic Kingdom. We didn't have a lot of time left. We were knocking out rides one after the other after the other. We realized that to get Winnie the Pooh, you had to go back across the park into a little corner, do it, and then come all the way back. And we were hustling. I mean, we were trucking as best we could. We got onto Autopia, and it was 5 till midnight. The park closed at midnight that night. It was 5 till midnight. We were at Autopia at the gate to get off of Autopia. We could not have gotten Nemo and Peter Pan, but we would have gotten one of them, okay? They didn't let us off the ride. My theory, I have nothing to substantiate this. But my theory is that they were just holding us so that way we would not get on another ride. Not that they were looking at us saying, we don't want you two to ride. Just in general, we're going to keep everybody here for the last three or four minutes, and then the park's closed. We got off the ride at 12.02, and uh, everything was closed. And I was I was not really mad. How can you be mad at riding every ride at Disneyland? But I was a little annoyed. Uh, the other time we did it, we did it in Disney World in September of 2020, no, 2019 before the pandemic and was it 2019 i think so and um we actually raised money for charity we had people bid on rides and they paid us we raised over four thousand dollars for charity joey had a children's charity he was working war- working for uh there's an autism charity in our in our area in my little town here that i really love and that we have benefited a lot being an autistic family and so we raised like $2,400 for that uh, that organization. So we're going to do it again. Be listening up for it sometime in the spring. We're going to try to raise more money, even more money for uh, charities and stuff. And I think I've picked out my charity this time. Um, and we'll, we'll get to that later. But uh, but yeah, so that is uh, the joy of having no park hopper rule at 2 p.m. Wow, I spent a lot of time on that. So again, like I said, Park Pass reservations go away uh, on January the 9th. Disney Dining Plan returns on January the 9th. So here's what I want to happen. Disney, are you listening? Josh, I know you are. And if you haven't turned it off because it's just me, you're thinking, well, if Jen's not on here, what am I doing listening to this stupid thing, right? Uh, Hopefully you're listening this far. Okay, so here's what we need. We need need the Bon Voyage breakfast to come back. Tutorial El Forno over on the boardwalk. Great little brunch place, great dinner place, but for breakfast. They had an incredibly good breakfast. It was a really – and it wasn't just characters. I mean, let's be honest. There are some character meals – that are good because of the characters. The food's just okay. Crystal Palace, I'm talking to you. Maybe sometimes Chef Mickey. Good food. Okay food. The characters are great. Anyway, Bon Voyage, great food. Great pastries. My child, who has some dietary restrictions, he was able to eat pretty much anything there. They made him steak and they made him eggs. He got flour-free, sugar-free waffles, and he loved them. And sugar-free syrup, which, by the way, he dipped everything into it, whether it's a waffle or some egg or some steak or some bacon, all in that syrup. He was just going crazy on it. It was awesome watching him. Made me hungry. Um, but also, at this at this particular uh, dining uh, character meal experience, you can meet Rapunzel and Flynn. And you could meet Ariel and Eric. Now, they traded out Ariel sometimes for a Merida, and I think another prince or another princess showed up there sometimes. But Rapunzel was there typically all the time. Now, I know princesses are subject to change, but it was so much fun. And I remember getting there one day early. Like, we were the first family there, myself and actually my two friends, Mike and Tommy. We got there because we were just finishing the Star Wars Celebration Weekend in Orlando. I'm a nerd. Nerds! Uh, We got over there, and I had breakfast scheduled for us. And we were the first ones there. We got to do the—I don't 
know what the entrance was called, but everybody on the staff was holding up frying pans for us to walk under as we entered. Um, and the people behind us got to do it too because we were the first ones there. It was so cool. I want that to come back. The second thing I want to come back, 1900 Park Fair over at Grand Floridian. I loved this breakfast. There was a breakfast you could have. It was called the Supercalifragilistic Breakfast. It was an English-based breakfast. They had chilled strawberry soup. And when I tell you guys that it was amazing, it was amazing. This chilled strawberry soup is fan freaking fantastic. Love it, okay? So there's that. Um, but also, you met Mary Poppins, um, Alice. You met Matt Hatter. You met Tigger and Pooh. Now, you can meet Tigger and Pooh in other places. You can also meet Mary Poppins and Alice over at Epcot. Uh, and actually, little spot of news, Pooh has returned to Christopher Robin's bedroom at the back of the UK Pavilion, which is really cool, by the way. The last time I met Piglet was there, outside of Crystal Palace. The, my wife's favorite character is Piglet. She got to see Piglet, and I, thought, I really thought she was going to cry. Um, and Rabbit has been there, too. So make sure you check that establishment out over in the back of uh, the UK Pavilion, where Christopher Robin's bedroom is. Cast member will direct you that way. Anyway, uh, 1900 Park Fair, great characters. Mad Hatter always brought it. There are a few characters, I think, that every time I meet them, they are on top of their game. Mad Hatter, Genie, if you can find him, and Stitch, always just all over the place. Fantastic. Mad Hatter is so, so good. And he's a talking character. So it's not as if you get Genie and Stitch who have to do a lot of Biden movements, which, of course, is very hard, too. But you got to get that voice. You got to get that voice just right. Otherwise, it's not believable. And he talks like this. He is, he, no, he doesn't talk like that. I was trying to do an impression. And that sounded terrible, by the way. So there is some of that. Um, but yeah, 1900 Park Fair breakfast was so great. Super, super califragilistic breakfast for dinner. They had Cinderella's Royal Gala. Now, at Cinderella's Royal Gala, not only did you meet Cinderella, you also met Prince Charming, which, by the way, my wife, Steph, danced with Prince Charming, and she was just loving some of that, by the way. So you also met Lady Tremaine, the, the wicked stepmother, and the sisters, Drizella and Anastasia. Is that her name? You met them, and they were just fantastic. I've actually been there before when, when one of the mice was there, and that was really cool. The fairy godmother doesn't show up, and I don't know if that's because the dress is just too poofy. I don't really know, but she's not there. You can also meet her at the Bibbidi-Bobbidi Boutique, uh, which you know now that that makes sense because I just thought of this. They have the Bibbidi-Bobbidi Boutique there at the Grand Floridian. It's not open yet. It's not reopened yet. But maybe because the fair godmother was there, she could not be there. for That makes sense. I never thought about that. Okay. I'm over here solving problems, right? So, yeah, 1900 Park Fair uh, for dinner, the Cinderella's Royal Gala. It was such good food. It was a great time. All the characters were there. It was great. Why is this not opened yet? Why have we not gotten this open yet? I, I look. I, I want to see this. This would be amazing to reopen. I think this would be so much fun to have reopen. And... I, I don't have any theories as to why. Maybe I have a few, but we should really op reopen this. I think that would be just monumental. The two other things um, I, I want to bring back, uh, luggage services, where you could actually check your luggage at the resort on your way home, and then they would take it to the airport, and then next time you saw your luggage, it would be at your home airport. That was glorious, but it was tied into the final thing on my list, and that, of course, is the Magical Express. We've been through that ad nauseum about why it's not back. I wish it was back. That would be great, but, um, you know, it is what it is. In other news, since I'm jumping all over the place with the news here, the Candlelight Processional Narrators have been announced over at the America Gardens Theater in Epcot starting November 24th through December 30th. Uh, Showtimes will be 5.15, 7 p.m., and 8.30 p.m., per show. Now, here is the lineup, and it's going to be great. Starting off with Chrissy, Chrissy Metz, uh, November 24th and 25th. She's from the show This Is Us. Luis Fonsi, I had to look this guy up. Uh, November 26th and 27th, he's the guy responsible for the song Despacito. 
I've never heard the song. Apparently, it was a massive hit for a couple of, maybe a summer or two. I actively avoided it. I can tell you that I've never heard that song. So uh, so there's that. Uh, Louis Fonsi, November 26th, 27th. And Margaret, acting legend, 28th and 29th. Uh, Simulu, people have asked me who that is. That's He's coming November 30th uh, and also December 1st and the 2nd. He is the Shang-Chi in the Cha- Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings Marvel movie. John Stamos, Uncle Jesse, of course, uh, December 3rd through the 5th. Neil Patrick Harris, a fan favorite, coming the 6th and the 8th of December. Marley Matlin will be the 9th through the 11th. I'm sorry, the 9th. Yeah, 10th and 11th. Uh, Brendan Fraser, Oscar winner Brendan Fraser, Encino Man himself. I'm very excited about this one. December 12th through the 14th, Eva Longoria, who is, of course, Desperate Housewives. She's been in a few other movies and such. The 15th and 16th of December, Eva Longoria. Did I say Eva? Eva Longoria. New Kid on the Block. Joey McIntyre, he's brand new, of course, December 17th and 18th, 2023. Now, I'm a little puzzled by this, by the way. Sterling K. Brown, who is also from This Is Us, great actor. He's in Black Panther. He's been in a few other things. And I really like this guy. And I, I love this guy's screen presence. He's a great actor. December 19th and 20th. Epcot keeps telling me he's new. I, I feel like he came last year. And also, when you search him up under Candlelight Processional, there's a picture of him in what looks like in front of the Candlelight Processional Choir. So I have no idea. I don't know. i got to look this further. Uh, Jordan Fisher, you don't know who this is? Ready to begin. That guy. The happily ever after guy with the other girl that sings. They sing them together. Angie, and I forget her last name, but they sing it together. He's coming December 21st through the 23rd. Stephen Curtis Chapman, my wife, is so bummed because she wants to see SCC every year and it never works out because he's coming to, over Christmas, 24th, 25th, and 26th of uh, December. He is, of course, one of the most legendary and iconic and most awarded contemporary Christian artists of all time. Matter of fact, where I'm sitting in my old home studio, behind me in my CD wall, I've got like nine of his CDs lined up. Audra McDonald, uh, she is an actress, TV actress, and an incredible voice. I'm hoping she gets to sing some of the choir, December 28th, 27th, and 28th. Lisa Ling, a TV journalist, uh, December 29th and the 30th. They've also revealed the lineup of the dining packages for the Festival of Holidays Candlelight Processional Dining Package package. Did I say all that right? I have no idea. You know what I'm saying here. It's the dining package that goes with the uh, the, the Candlelight Processional. So you can have eight places to choose from. Akershus, Beer Garden, Coral Reef, Garden Grill, Le Cellier, the Regal Eagle Smokehouse Craft Drafts and Barbecue, which of course is um, is your uh, your counter service, Rose and Crown, and Spice Road Table. Now, for Spice Road Table, with the, your 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 price, you get two small plates and one drink per person, non-alcoholic. Plus, you get a dessert platter and a tangine for your party to share. Every other place, you get an appetizer, an entree dessert and your full buffet or family style meal as well as a non-alcoholic beverage uh you get one seat per person guaranteed to the candlelight processional held on that same day now you book all these ahead of time but if you're booking for regal eagle for the for the counter service you do it only that day you can only do it that day so you have to dine with that reservations there and you get guaranteed seats once you you pay for the pack you basically go up you pay for the package right there as you're ordering your food so you get that now that does sell out pretty fast okay so you're able to actually book these october the 17th which is going to be sometime next week the availability online i've got people contacting me because they want to book these for certain ones joey mcintyre extremely popular <laughs> i've heard a lot of people mostly women in their 30s and 40s that are telling me they want to book for joey mcintyre strange funny how that works but here's why i think you need a dining package because for some of these uh, and i'm not going to call anybody out but some of these like neil patrick harris john stamos brendan frazier 
the lineup for the 7 o'clock show is going to be at probably 4.30 or 5 o'clock before the 5.15 show begins. The lineup for the 8.30 show will probably begin around 6 or 7 o'clock. And here's the thing. People will start lining up and milling around, and Epcot has this deal where they don't let you line up until a certain time. So people just kind of congregate in that area all trying to get in. And it's really kind of tough to get in there sometimes. So you don't want to be the person just stuck there waiting and waiting and waiting, and then you hope that you get a good seat or whatever with a dining package. With a dining package, you're going to be able to actually sit a much closer location. I've done dining packages a couple of times. I've seen Jody Benson, by the way. Yes, Jody Benson. Happy birthday, Jody Benson, voice of Ariel. Uh, she her birthday was, I think, yesterday. Um, so yeah. Now these packages are not that cheap. They start around $65 for actually $55 spots for a table, $65 for a beer garden, uh, $66 for Rose and Crown. That goes all the way up to $104 per adult for La Cellier Steakhouse. And for the children, it's much less expensive. Uh Acritus is actually offering lunch and dinner, uh, garden grill, lunch, and dinner as well. The rest are just dinner only. Um, so definitely something to contact your favorite travel agent about. Pick me, pick me, pick Jen, pick Jen, Kyla, Heather, we'll help you. Uh, here at Upon a Star Travel, we're happy to help you book these as well, just for you. So every Disney ship has a special Broadway-style production, typically telling the story of their uh, their animated tales or whatever. Uh, on my honeymoon on the Disney Wonder, I saw the Hercules show, one of the best shows I've ever seen. It was so much fun. Right now, Beauty and the Beast is there. Um, previously, I've seen the Aladdin show as well. Little Mermaid is a show on one of the ships coming up for the Disney Treasure. That's going to be Disney, the Tale of Moana. We'll be playing in the Disney Treasure's Walt Disney Theater. It's the first Moana-themed Broadway-style production for Disney Cruise Line, and it's going to be cool. Not a lot of information has been released about that. Of course, the treasure not setting sail till December 2024, so we have a little time, and there actually are auditions. Uh, you actually have uh, Disney auditions on their website for the casting notices of the Moana production, so hey, if you hear it here and you go audition you get on the ship, make sure you call us back because we'd love to have you on the show because that would be a lot of fun. Finally, finally, let's talk about something that nobody wants to talk about, but we got to because it is what it is. With all the fun news about the park pass reservations, we know we're dropping park hopper 2 p.m. now, no longer a thing. You actually can park hop early, which is great. Well, just so you know, there are some price increases. Now, Disneyland has had several ticket price increases, and I'm not going to go through a lot of those because it's a lot of specific numbers of this, that, and the other, uh, whatever. Um, but the big news, of course, is that Memory Maker has gone up from 169 advanced purchase to 185 advanced purchase, from 199 purchase day of to 215 purchase day of. Now, the thing with Memory Maker, you can purchase it whenever you want, but it doesn't activate until three days after you purchase it. If you want that price, so let's just say you're there for eight days, you forget to purchase it at the the, the advanced price. You get there, you're like, you know, it's it's a Sunday. You're like, yeah, can I go ahead and purchase this? You have the option. I can pay. 185 now and it will start it's Sunday it'll start on Wednesday or pay 215 and it starts immediately so you want to get that advanced purchase in as soon as you know you want memory maker let's go ahead and get it for you because I think it's worth it I think it's a great thing to have I'm a big fan of the memory maker also coming up the uh the day of parking at the park theme parks now is $30 if you are not a resort member which by the way be a resort member park on property and you'll save yourself 30 bucks I do believe you can pay one price and park at different parks for the same price I don't think it's 30 bucks per park also going up in price the annual pass increase the Incredi pass which is the big one that's kind of no blackout everybody gets to go it was $13.99 now it's $14.49 a difference of about 50 bucks there are other passes the sorcerer the pirate and the pixie dust pass they're all going up anywhere from 30 to 50 dollars or so i'll be honest with you i am surprised it's only 
$50. When I saw the news that the prices were going up, I know we paid $13.99 for those, and I haven't used mine yet this year, so I likely will not use it again till November, not use it till November, which means my renewal will be will be next November. So I'm okay with that. And I knew the price was going up. I was expecting them to tell me the price was going to be like $1,600, $1,650. 50 bucks? I mean, yes, you're like, oh my gosh, Disney's going up again. Disney always goes up on prices, just like Universal, just like Legoland, just like Gatorland, right? But just so you know, 50 bucks is not a lot of money when it comes to that kind of, that kind of stuff. So bear in mind, you're only paying $50 more, and I get it, family of four, you know, you're paying $200, but you're also paying like, I don't know, gosh, $6,000 for a family of four, so throw another 200 bucks on there. So there you go. So anyway, uh, to end up the show here real quick, of course, I'm not going to bring the show down or anything like that, but I do want to acknowledge the fact that it has been a tough tough week in a lot of places and especially around the world over overseas. And I don't want to dive into specifics because you know exactly what I mean, right? A lot of things gone crazy. And and to me, I just don't quite get, I, I don't, I'm speaking off the cuff here. I don't quite get the vitriol that comes with, with people towards other people. I, I don't understand it. I don't. I don't know why we can't be kind to each other. I don't know why we can't be nice to each other. I get it. Sometimes we're annoyed with people. Sometimes we're mad with people. Sometimes we see people and we look at the way they think and we think, how can you think that? How in the world can you even think that? Because that's insane. There's no way I should think that. And they're looking at you saying the same thing. One of you is probably right. And you know that you're right, but they know that they're right too. How do you handle that? You talk about it or you just don't talk. Or you just say, you know what? I don't need the conflict. I, I'm out, right? Um, one of the things that we're looking at with our own child, he's autistic. He's nonverbal. And uh, he's he's kind of hit a, a little bully session here and there. He's, he's had a couple of kids picking on him. I don't know the story because he can't really tell us. Uh, but I do know this has happened. And it's not enough to bring him down. He just came home sad one day, which, of course, I may be sad too. Um, so the whole kindness thing, seeing things from a different perspective, that really is kind of in my head. But it's to the nth degree when I look at what's going on around the world, and it's just crazy. And, of course, we go to Disney, and Disney does serve an important case in terms of escapism, in terms of being able to go and forget the problems of the world if you can. Some problems are too big to forget, but if you can kind of leave behind your real life for a couple of days or a week or even a night or two, that's great. Here's what Walt used to say. Here's what Walt would say. Here's one of his quotes. I love this quote. It says, I always like to look on the optimistic side of life, but I am realistic enough to know that life is a complex matter. And that is Walt not saying that you have to look for magic in everything, and I'm sure that he would if he could. He knows that life is, is life. Life is complex. Life is crazy. It is what it is, right? Um, some of us are very fortunate, never have to deal with anything that we're, we're seeing on the news right now, uh, which, by the way, maybe take a news break. I know you want to keep up, but it's okay to step away from the news for a day or so. You'll catch up later, okay? Um I want you to look on the optimistic side of life. Try to be positive if you can. This is what Walt wants you to do. Um, reach out to your friends who are in the communities, uh, and I'll say the Jewish community, the Jewish communities that are hurting right now. Reach out to your friends and say, hey, you know what? Have a magical day. I'm thinking about you. I want to, if I could see you, I want to sprinkle some pixie dust all in your face and some glitter all in your hair and all over your carpet, which gets really messy. Maybe, maybe don't do the glitter part. But I want to leave you with that. Again, Walt said, I always like to look on the optimistic side of life, but I am realistic enough to know that life is a complex matter. It's okay to be optimistic, but it's also okay to understand that life is complicated and not everything is rosy. Just do your best and be, be magical to each other, guys. 
Jen and I will come back next week with a great a great show for you. Uh, don't forget to find us on all the places. Find us on Instagram. Find Jen at Jen underscore Novotny for her personal Instagram. And, of course, find her at Aponistar Jen on Instagram as well. Find us at Aponistar Travel on Facebook, on Instagram, on TikTok, and all the places. Find me on Instagram at the Magic on a Dollar. Find me on Facebook at Magic on a Dollar and Disney on a Dollar. I'm on both of those places as well. Uh, find some of our friends, of course, Living with the Land Speeder, one of our favorite podcasts. Jen was on that podcast recently. Find the Food for Thought cast, which is a great podcast about food, about news, about cooking, uh, told in a very, very fun manner. Our friend Melissa, friend of the show, she's been on the show. Make sure you listen to those guys. Imagineers, by the way, Susie is getting married. Susie from the Imagineers is getting married this weekend, folks. Congratulations to Susie. Uh, I speak for Jen when I say this, Susie. We wish you the ultimate happiness. Uh, we love you very much. We can't wait to get you guys on the show. And so, yeah, so happy, happy wedding to you, uh, Matt. Congratulations to you. You just adopted a child. All these great things are going on, the people that we love. All these magical things are happening. And finally, my other podcast, The Deuce Cast Movie Show, just celebrated 600 episodes. I am not kidding. 600 episodes. We just topped off 600. Find it at thedeucecast.com uh, or all, where all podcasts are found. Uh, guys, Thanks for listening. Thanks for putting up with me for 30 minutes or 20 minutes or however long it's been. I haven't even looked yet. i got to edit this thing and pare it down some and take out the uhs and ums. Um, but yeah, be magical to each other and be magical to those Phoenicians. Thank you for listening to the Main Street Electrical Podcast. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The MSE Podcast. Or visit our website at themsepodcast.com. Be sure to subscribe and may all your wishes come true.